Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey, everybody. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio. Yo, yo. How are you, pal? I'm doing good, dude. You know, what about you? How's it going? Pretty well. Sliced my finger up pretty bad. Really? Doing what? Can you see that shit, dude? Oh, yeah. That's nasty, dude. Jesus. That's a weird place to slice it. What the fuck? A splinter from a shard of wood came back and sliced my knuckle almost off. After while you were chopping wood? I was chopping wood. People like little... to watch me chop wood. Men and women alike send me uh, aroused messages. Yeah, that's like, uh, what's that that thing, the, the, the like stimulation thing where people get satisfied by watching shit like that? Sure do. People ASMR. do satisfy themselves to watching it, yeah. What was your question, sorry? Like, what's the ASMR, is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, that's the sounds, yeah. But uh, there are also, I know you mean, there are also video compilations of things that people like to watch, like uh, cutting knives through cucumbers really perfectly right, or right. stuff like that, yeah. I satisfying. have one of a, wait, which one? What'd you say? Satisfying videos, yeah. Yeah, I have one of a, I have a, actually, I have a saved folder on my Instagram for all these different things specifically, and one of them is things that are satisfying. And it's things that are satisfying to you? Yeah, but like it's not sexual, but it'll be like, for example, a bird getting his head pet with a spoon. And he kind of looks very like much he's enjoying it. Oh, that's shit, nice. Shit like that. So maybe I'll throw your chopping in there. You know which ones I like? I like watching uh, videos where bullies get what is coming to them. Oh, yeah. Like uh, that famous video of that littler guy kind of poking the big bigger more overweight kid and then the big kid picks him up and body slams him <laughs> do you know that video no i would love to see it though oh it's so good he's body slam he picks the kid up and body slams him and then the kid tries to like walk it off but his kneecaps are basically <laughs> shattered <laughs> oh my god so he can barely walk dude i'm looking out the window in maine guess what's happening right now what it's Snow? hailing. Uh, Hail. Jesus, dude. Dude, the, the lighting in your room is like very grim, too. It's not great. 
it's not great and i apologize to people watching from home i know that the the lighting is not great but there's nothing i can do well tell me about this hail dude well the hail sucks and it's you know 43 degrees and there there are times in mar end of march april in maine where you won't see the sun for two weeks just gray skies and it'll either rain or or snow or come some kind of bullshit like that and i think that's kind of where we're at right now yeah it's been similar to that here but not quite as extreme like it's been raining a shit ton i the rain doesn't really bother me that much but like 43 and hail is really bad but dude don't forget you get to stay inside if you want that's true and i am staying inside um but it does remind me when I when I had my I guess it was my junior year I went to prom, and uh, I had an after prom little get together at my house here, and everyone slept in a tent. We had a couple tents, <laughs> nice. and we set it up outside. And I remember the girls were freezing because it's May, you know. And I remember being like, "God, you, you don't be don't be a bitch." I said to my prom date and uh we didn't hook up we didn't hook up at all i hooked up with someone else's prom date though on the evening of the prom yeah savage dude well that the guy was they had just gone as friends and i think maybe he had a girlfriend who was from another oh. state or something so oh, nice so that worked out yeah. kind of yeah yeah <laughs> dude i was <laughs> dude i was a huge fucking uh beta on my prom nights like I went to the, my the girl who I really liked her senior prom and she went to my junior prom and like both of those nights ending with us cuddling and me being like you're the greatest girl in the world I love you and like not getting any action. Did you ever you did you tell some girls that you loved them and nothing happened? Yeah. Oh yeah, that happened to me a lot, dude. I threw that around. I was I was fast and quick. Fast <laughs> really? And wild the old I love in middle school and high school. Oh my god, dude. Shooting from the hip, baby. It's it's really it is really sad. It happened to me like many times. Like and there was just whether I told them or not, like it would be completely obvious. Like I've I've probably said this before, but I was the guy who would sit there and listen to a girl's problems with her boyfriend and be like, he doesn't deserve you. Oh God! You friend zoned yourself, dude. That is that is pathetic. I mean, you are one pathetic loser. I mean, no offense. <laughs> what movie is that from, man? You are one pathetic. Dumb loser. and dumber. Is it? Oh, yeah. You know the worst part is I spent my life savings turning my van into a dog. The alarm alone cost me three hundred. Hey, chicks love it. It's a shagging wagon. The alarm alone cost me three hundred. Yeah. Dude, you know, this, so that was like a joke for the writers like i look back on that i'm like that's a actually and i guess like i i saw the movie as a kid and I, I didn't catch a lot of the funny bits oh yeah yeah it's rewatchable it's a um topic. well okay so uh i've got some big news oh yeah my sister got married what for real yeah like off the cuff like let's get married Dude, just they they you know they had their wedding scheduled for may 30th and it was going to be up here in maine and obviously they've had to postpone that and they're gonna i think try to plan the the date in september but her husband is a doctor 
and is working at the hospital. And uh, they're down in D.C. together. And uh, my mom encouraged them to do this, but they just decided to get married by whatever, an officer of the court or something like that. And that means that, you know, they can, she's now on his health care in the military through his hospital because she, you know, all of her doctors and her primary care physician and her medical network is all based out of New York. And if anything were to happen to her, you know, she were to get the virus or whatever, she'd be starting from scratch down in DC where she's trapped. Right. So by moving in, by, by, by effectively marrying her fiance, uh, she's now eligible to, to be on his healthcare and have his network of medicine and all of that. And among other kind of smart bureaucratic uh, benefits, (laughs) but, but, we as a family found out like 45 minutes before they decided to do this. And my mom had been encouraging her to do it. Um, and, and my parents were very excited. So we all piled into my mom's study and got on FaceTime as my sister's witness, one of her friends, held up the fucking phone as my beloved sister and her lovely fiance got married under the cherry blossoms of a tree in Washington, D.C. And it was surreal. I mean, it was crazy, dude. Like, holy shit. On the one hand, I was kind of like, well, this is great. Obviously, so thrilled for them. But on the other hand, I was pretty sad that, like, I wasn't there, you know? Right. And obviously they're going to redo the wedding and they're going to have the big party and they're going to do their vows and they're going to have a a member of our family's officiating it. So we'll get all of that and it'll be great. But to be, you know, these are the sorts of things that people have had to do. And uh, I just felt like I felt a little bit sad to be, you know, a few hundreds of miles away and, and not, there to give them a big hug and kind of like clap and go nuts and stuff so i don't know totally man jam i mean i feel for you guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But like you said, you know that that's not uncommon. And even like I, right. being the efficient that I am, of weddings and love. Yes. I have officiated weddings where it was like the small bureaucratic one, like you're saying. And then again at the party when it's like the actual wedding. And a lot right. of the time the people don't even fucking know that the bride and groom are even married. So you didn't miss out. So, so this is a great point, which is that 
a lot of couples, I think, get legally married behind the scenes before their actual wedding. Right. And one of the reasons is I think you get by by filing your taxes as like a joint household, you get a much bigger tax break. And the thing though that I've realized is some of these couples that get married, they they want to keep it a total secret. Because they feel that if people attend their wedding, the party, months later, whenever it is, they'll be less excited for them if they know that they're already married. Right, right. Which is bullshit, but I understand that. It is bullshit because we weren't there to like sign the papers with you. You know what I mean? Uh, So I'll still be much more excited with a couple of glasses of champagne in my hand and uh some cold fish dish that i kind of choke down before getting up to the dance floor and then having totally when we do shout um (laughs) dude also like never once at a wedding have i been six drinks deep and look over at my friend and be like this would be a lot better if they weren't already legally married (laughs) 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 fucking greedy couple trying to manipulate the tax code yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I bet you they're not even virgins anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. By the way, let me ask you this: sure. a lot of the weddings that I've been to, you know, you, you dance, you get drunk, you do the after party. You're expected to be at the after party when you're young, and then the couple goes up to bed at like two thirty in the morning. I don't, those are not optimal com- conditions for me to have sex. Uh, you mean if you're the bride and groom? Correct. Right. The amount of, like, that level of a party, because there's this big expectation through history that on your wedding night, you consummate the marriage, right? Most couples we know, if not all, have had sex prior to their wedding night. But there's still, I think a little bit of an expectation uh, of that you'll have sex on your wedding night, right? Right. But if I've been fucking hoisted up in a chair and bounced around and I've given 10,000 hugs. Are you Jewish? You know, a lot of the weddings I've been going to, people have appropriated that. And I always feel a little bit uncomfortable. But Oh, my God. um, That is kind of crazy. It, it, dude, it happens at non-Jewish weddings. I've seen it. I've seen it at a few. And do they just do a different song? Or they're like, jump They don't do it to Havana Gila. Yeah, they don't do it to Havana Gila. No, they do not do it to Havana Gila. They'll do it to like Levels by Avicii (laughs) or some shit. But but (laughs) I wonder if Jewish people would be offended if they saw that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think that's such a happy, fun thing and it's not like they're making fun of the jewish custom uh it would be one thing if the people holding the chairs put yarmulkes on and like did it but and and started like making fun of them yeah (laughs) like even just wearing them isn't necessarily that offensive it's like weird i guess yeah yeah, it's a little weird hey have you been to any jewish weddings i have yeah i've been to to a few and did you have to put a yarmulke on no, the last time I had to put a yarmulke on was when I performed at that fucking Hanukkah party for those Hasidic people. Wow, you had to put one on for that? Yeah. 
I didn't give a shit. I mean, whatever. It was it was fun. It was weird experience because I bombed and didn't have a microphone and it was weird. But um, <laughs> I posted a, the I posted the video of it on my story the other day. It's because uh, I was like looking through my memories of the performance. Uh, no, just of the room, like of the room setup. It's literally just a oh, living wow. room, just children and old women. Regardless, uh, yeah. I mean, I never have worn one at a wedding. I went to a shiva the other day. And I got there too late to to get my hand in the basket of yarmulkes. Yeah, yeah, those go quick. They do but go quick. I was quick. also, yeah, they do go quick. But I was standing in the middle, and apparently you have to middle school dance it in a shiva at the beginning. Like the what? men stand on one side, the women stand on the other side. Shut up. Yeah, I'm serious. So I didn't know. And then my friend's dad looked at me. He was like, I was like, oh, shit. So I like oh. went over to the, yeah. Yeah, tough time to have to, to learn the rules. I... I once had a student, and I don't want to say anything too offensive, not that they'll ever see this, but I had a student who, when I was tutoring, right, who, the, when we started working with her, her mom was very ill with cancer. Oh, and so I, yeah, I, I, I met the mom once, and then I gave this student to one of my tutors that I matched her with. And like two or three months later, the mother passed away. And then I got a personal invitation to sit Shiva with the family. And I, I didn't go. Why? I had, because I had met these people for 10 minutes. Oh, right. But you spent time with the kid though, right? No, I had not tutored the kid. I gave the kid to one of my tutors. So they worked together. And I I, I think that tutor might have gone. But is it really offensive if you don't attend the shiva of of a deceased Jewish person? I don't, I'm not sure, man. I mean, if you don't know them that well or whatever, I, and, and it was super duper inconvenient as fucked up as that sounds, I guess that there's kind of like a, a balance between how well you know them and how inconvenient it is. Let's put it this way, Julio, right? <laughs> Let's say that you and I met for 10 minutes to talk about some kind of business thing. And then maybe we exchanged a couple emails about rates. And then three months later, my dad died and I invited you to the funeral. How would you feel? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would go. Yeah, what, like, why am I inviting you? Although, you know, in theory, if it's a, it could be a good move for you business-wise to show up. Oh, that's pretty savage to meet other clients. It's savage, but you know, you show up, pay your respects. And uh, like, I remember my grandmother passed away and the guy next door, this is in Brooklyn. So, and I actually lived in the building. It was a two family house with separate entrances. I lived on the top floor and it was actually the house I was born in too. Um, anyway, my grandmother passed away and the guy from next door immediately came over and just paid, he was crying and he was felt so bad for us, but immediately said to my uncle, he's like, if you don't, don't put this on the market, if you're going to sell it. Wow. (laughs) Which is a way (laughs) scummier move. But like, you know, even if you've only met them for 10 minutes, if you think that they'll be like, you know, that the, the tutor came, he's a great guy. Like we have a great tutor for you and then refer you to all their friends or something. Okay. So could I have handed out business cards or is that too overt? That's too much. 
I think. So what do you say? I mean, how do you, what do you say? How do you start that conversation? So you don't, I think it's a soft pitch. Like you show up and you're there and they'll yeah. never forget that you came. You didn't have to come. And it was not, honestly, it's nice of you to go like, even though, you know, whatever, like you don't yeah. know them, but it's nice. And you know, they forget, they remember that. And anytime anyone asks about if they have a tutor suggestion, they recommend you. I don't know. Dude, you know, here's the thing. That level of sadness and gloom is something I try to avoid in my life. Right. I feel like and I, I mean, you've been to Shiva's therefore. So, so tell me, is it, is it a celebration of life? Are people toasting the memory or is it more like a moaning, wailing, tissue passing, you know, nobody touches the cheese board moment right. <laughs> of misery? So, okay. So two, so it was like a, somebody who was over a hundred years old. Wow. Um, so I think that, you know, to some degree people, it was more, it could easily be more of a celebration because although tragic, you know, it's a best case scenario still, you know what I mean? Making it that Yeah. And, yeah. If uh, someone lives into triple digits, I mean, at that right. point, you, there's nobody who's ever going to be like, well, right. you know, they were taken too soon. Right. And he passed away also on his like 50th or 70th, something crazy wedding anniversary, like that weekend. Jesus. Um, so it was like really serendipitous. Like everybody happened to be down in Florida for the weekend and they were there with the family. Like it was really nice. So I don't think it was like a past tissue around situation, but I have found, and I don't know if you agree with this at funerals in general, it, it, it's not always not funerals necessarily, but like any sort of gathering, say it's like a wake. I feel like there's always, it's always a little bit better than you would think it would be. Uh, Yes. I well, I think a lot of that depends on on the person that passed away and and also right. the way in which they passed away. Right. Right. Like but, I've been to some right. I've been to some funerals, not a lot. I've been to I've been to one funeral where it was such a shock that this person had died and it was and it was also like a a very young person and that sucked. Right. I mean, that was not an experience that I, you know, would wish upon anybody else. Totally, totally. And, and I try to, you know, remember that in that situation, it's not about me, you know, like it's, I'm going there because this fortune, I mean, that, that part is not as bad for them, for like the loved ones. And granted, I'm sure in that situation, maybe everyone was the loved ones, including you or whatever. But if it's not someone who I'm directly related to, I know that like the, the week after that, when, people start checking in, stop checking in on them is going to be harder. Yeah. You know? I always wonder if people take attendance um, or even just a mental note of who's totally. there at these things. Dude, I think about that too. That's crazy. Dude, because, because one time, uh, this, <laughs> this is so fucking nuts. Uh, this, one of my dad's business friends had a son who passed away and I didn't make it to the funeral. And then the sister of the kid who was like, I don't know, she's probably like 24, 25 now. I ran into her probably two years later at PhD, the nightclub oh, wow. yeah. in Manhattan. <laughs> and it was like the sunset at the dream party. It's the one that follows the lava brunch. And it's like four to eight or 9 p.m. It's the best party 
in New York if you're into that sort of thing because you can still get super fucked up and get to bed by like 10. Um, but she was there and I gave her a hug and we said hi. And then within 10 words, she was like, why didn't you come to my brother's funeral? No way. And, and by the way, we're like dodging, you know, scantily clad bottle service matrons who are bringing out sparklers. You can barely breathe. T-Pain was there singing like, I'm in love with a bartender. I'm pretty sure those French twins, lay twins who dance were there. I'm there with my buddy Willie Cologne, who's like blowing up and being like, more bottles, more bottles. And this girl is guilt tripping me about not attending her brother's funeral. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, there's no excuse. There's nothing you could say, but you also want to be like, well, look where we are, you know, are you, are you really upset about this? Like you still lingering on it? It seems like life has moved on for you a bit. Yeah. That's, I mean, dude, I've, it's funny. I always wonder about that, but that's crazy that she called you out on that. I mean, I always am afraid of that scenario. And there's been times where I didn't go to stuff and I won and I'm like afraid to see the person yeah. because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people care a lot more, you know, about stuff like that engagement parties that's one that i just baby showers this is the type of shit where you, you gotta weigh the like consequences of not attending right. well dude it's funny i i always notice this i don't know if you agree with this but at funerals and at, at uh like wakes and whatever old people are so good at them like the the people the old mm. people know exactly how to carry themselves at those things and it yes. obviously is from experience Right. They've been to so many of them. Yeah. They have they're, the exact they're like, appropriate demeanor. They're like the 34-year-olds at weddings. <laughs> right, right, right. Not their you first know, rodeo. Who know how to, like, dance <laughs> and take the pictures and just really pace themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they know about the itinerary. They they just know that there's pictures. It's, like, yeah. two to four. They bring things like ice. <laughs> you know, because every funeral they've ever been to, that they've run out of ice. <laughs> Just multiple bags of ice or whatever. That's funny, dude. Yeah, so this this reminded me uh, what you said earlier about wedding stuff, about consummating the marriage. Yeah. Not to bounce around too much, but uh, it's funny you say that because I had a friend who was a virgin on his wow. wedding night. And You're that a guy? After, a guy? Yes. Yes. Wow. They were saving themselves for the sanctity of marriage. They're wonderful people, like really cool. Super um, religious. Super religious, but really cool, awesome, like not not weird people. Like quote unquote. Not in your face about it. Not, you know, the type of people you, exp if you don't know a lot of people who save themselves till marriage, you just have this vision of that being somebody you can't relate to at all. But it's not the Correct. case. These people are great. So anyway, the day of, <laughs> we're, we're hanging out and he's, asking us if he should go to the store to get like lubricant. <laughs> We're like, dude, you guys are like 23 years old. Like she's not some fucking dried up old fucking prune. What the hell's wrong with you? She's going to be flowing, dude. Get in there. Oh boy. And, no need and shit. dude, how did it go? Like, did he tell you about it after at all or no? No, no, and I didn't ask. Uh, but if you, he's the kind of guy who, if you asked him, he would, be, he would like joke. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I gave her the good stuff or like something funny. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and now God. he has two fucking 
amazing, like beautiful kids. Like they have like the perfect life. I remember I had a girlfriend who I loved in college and he had his girlfriend and we were talking about, you know, how we wanted to be with our girlfriends and stuff. And I was like, wow, it's so funny how we, we just happen to know each other and we both happen to find the women we're going to be with for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Fucking stupid asshole I was. And he was right and you were not even close. Not only was I wrong, bro, I, the next three years of my life were the most miserable, <laughs> crazy roller coaster. Where like I had friends who were in groups of friends of the new guys she was hooking up with who were like cooler than me and whatever. It was just like really rough, dude. Oh God, dude. Hearing all these stories. This is Italian guy on my tennis team always had some story for me about what my ex-girlfriend had been up to. He'd be like, Julio, you're never going to believe it. Oh the my other night. <laughs> he would just tell me some awe. He'd be like, she was crying waiting outside of my friend's building because he was in a room with another girl. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's horrible. He, it was so funny. <laughs> Like, this isn't funny, man. This is not funny. This is terrible. What are you doing? Oh, and then did you get back together with that girl? We kept getting back together and breaking up. And it was, when we would break up, it would just be the most traumatizing circumstance, like, thing to ever happen to me happened. Man. Dude, it's mental to think back on on being in college and, and the level of suspicion that I carried around with me all the time. And you know, how, how, how stupid the fights would be. Uh, and you're just at that age, you're not ready to be in a relationship. Totally. Like you can be sure. Absolutely. But the odds are pretty slim that it's going to like work out. Totally dude. For for so many reasons. Yeah. And dude, like for, for, for for example, like, first of all, I, you're not emotionally equipped to deal with these complex emotions. You start no. falling in love and just saying all this shit to each other. And then the second, like you're in a group setting and she's like, Oh yeah. Like he's hot. Like that's literally a fight. Totally. Totally. Like, he's hot. Like I, I just thought that like a girl that I date would never say something like that in front of other people. You know what I mean? You start becoming yeah. these like crazy people. I totally agree. It's, it's uh, you, you, you're just, you're both, powder kegs at all times totally and i watched uh big time adolescence oh yeah did you enjoy it did you watch it yeah yeah i saw it like yeah that. i liked it um i thought that griffin gluck guy was pretty good um yeah, man. He, he keeps saying he wants to do the pod we got to try to get him in let's get, get him, him on him. here he's yeah. he's a good dude i like that guy Me too. did he get a did he really get that tattoo or no i don't think so but like pete got I, a real I try one, right What's up? Didn't Pete actually get a real tattoo from the movie? Pro- I mean, probably. That wouldn't surprise me. Griffin m- might have, to be honest, because it's funny. Like the other, we were hanging out. I've, we were in Minnesota, whatever. Uh, Chris is saying the producer is saying that he did actually get the tattoo. That doesn't believe doesn't surprise me because he did actually get the tattoo. We were hanging out, having drinks, everybody's smoking, and I looked at him. I'm like, dude, you're like actually living out big time adolescence in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Like, How old is he? He's like twenty or something, dude. He goes to he's in college. It's a good kid. Where does he go to school? I believe he goes uh, somewhere upstate New York. I I wonder if he like wouldn't want me to say where specifically. Got it. Okay, interesting. I don't, I'm sure it's fine, but yeah. 
Um, Unreal. But I did enjoy that movie. Dude, the other thing about the relationship thing from a young age, it's so hard to survive high school to life for, for also logistically, like you are just in a new environment on th- from three different levels. Like you go from high school to college, you change, your friends change, everything changes. You know what I mean? And yeah. you start to change and it's hard to accept that the person you're with is going to change because you're threatened by it and it almost becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. You know? And then from yeah. college to life, there's a whole nother shift again. Lifestyle changes, people, priorities. I agree. I, I, I think my 20s were the hardest period of my life, for sure. Same. Absolutely. Just impossible. And not for nothing, you know, I remember being an angsty teenager, 16, 17. There, there, I'm looking through all these old pictures we have in the house, me and my family, and I'm not smiling in a single one. <laughs> I am just angry that someone asked to take a picture of our family. <laughs> and I remember I used to get furious about it, and I would cite that line from Derek Zoolander. Like, I don't think that taking photos is good for the soul or some bullshit. Oh God. My poor family would be like, come on, just one. (laughs) Dude, that's so funny. But even with that, my twenties were harder. Yeah, totally. So much self, so much self doubt. And like you're building, you know what I mean? And like those girls who were like the girls you could date in college now are getting picked off by like established men. Yes. It's yes. really Guys hard to compete in pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's yeah, tough. you lose a lot of you lose a lot of uh girls your age to dudes who are 12 years older on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's tough, dude. But um you know, I I I'm 31 now and uh it's strange. It doesn't uh there's no difference between 31 and 30. Right. Yeah, there really isn't. It starts to become a 5-year block situation. Yeah. I, like 30 I to 35 true. is like the same. Unreal. That's well, good, why, don't, why don't we call it there, dude? It's good catching up with you. Um, anything else that you wanted to add? Well, dude, I got one. We got a great email that I wanted to. Uh, Excellent. I wanted to, you know, it's from uh, our friend Caitlin. Um, and she asked us a couple of great questions. And I thought that we should maybe use one of them because they're fucking funny. So this I thought was a great question. Which would you rather be released publicly? Your entire porn search history or the last sex conversation you have with your girlfriend, including photos? The last sex, like sex text conversation? That you have with your girlfriend, yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely that. (laughs) For sure. Dude, my my porn search history would like make you think that I went from being like a civil rights advocate to a like total sicko who's questioning his sexuality. Oh, dude, I have bet your fucking cash is really interesting. It's like it's like it's like <laughs> I feel like I've actually typed in black lives matter on Pornhub. Oh my God. Oh my God. But I've also typed in like, am I gay? Question mark. (laughs) And And there's a whole list of that. 
ironically, some of the results are actually available in both both searches. So <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I agree with you, by the way. I would yeah. prefer and maybe it's because my girlfriend and I are not too crazy with it. Yeah, we're not crazy. Yeah. But I still it's still really embarrassing and exposing. And like even the things that we do say that could be considered private are are really, really embarrassing. But I will take that all day over porn searches today. I agree. I just think that there are weird moments where where strange moods strike while when you're alone. And I also know that like a year and a half into my relationship with my girlfriend, you know, we're we're aware that things we say to each other we can't run away from. You know, like I can't just one night be like, listen, I, I know I know this is gonna sound out of left field, but I, I really wanna shit on you. <laughs> like we we'd have a hard time eating dinner that night so i don't say those things uh whereas whereas you know if you're if you're sexting with like a girl you met on vacation who you know just is not someone you're really going to plan to see again i mean you might you might say some far more vile shit <laughs> hey, i mean i'm going to prone bone the shit out of you yeah, you lie flat and let me discover you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Hoops the Podcast. Uh, I want to hear more about that email next time we we talk. But for now, uh, I'm Francis. He's Julio. Follow at Oops the Podcast, at not Julio, at Francis C.C. Ellis. Stay safe out there, folks. Send us your emails. We'll talk to you soon. And check out our, our YouTube channel. Bingo. Especially during this uh, boring fucking time. Thank Hell you, guys. Yeah.